1: Wrestling Daft presents The Daft Sheet. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of The Daft Sheet. I uh, am your editor-in-chief, Chris Jack, here running the rule over to uh, Journal Jabronis as they look to get the best of the week's news and wrestling in this week's Fictional dirt sheet that we're running, uh, and this week I'm joined probably by the uh, the most capped uh, members of the team thus far, uh, Stephen Loach and Lewis McNaughton. Lads, how are we feeling this fantastic Wednesday night? Is is Hurricane Agnes or Storm Agnes been been uh, running off shot over you guys, or is it just happening over
0: here? Uh, in, it's been pretty, been pretty rotten, but it's been pretty rotten. But no, Adam or no, no use to, so probably couldn't tell you the difference, nice. mate.
2: I wouldn't say it's
0: anywhere cold
1: or pushing with rain than it usually is in the west coast of Scotland. Uh, it's been it's been raining sideways, proper. Is it Peter Hapley in Family Guy Is like that? Is that him? Or is he Parks and that? It? It's got rain. <laughs> it's gone rain. It been sideways. Uh, that, that's that's <laughs> pretty much been uh, been how it has been in uh, loyalist Larn uh, all day today. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, the the deluge of rain. Uh, hasn't dampened spirits. Indeed, there's been a deluge of, of news happening in the wrestling world this past week which we are gonna crack into just shortly. Uh but first of all, before we get started, Steve, you uh, had your uh, stag do uh last weekend there uh and you looked very I fetching did. in your, your natural Libre get up how how did that go for you is
2: uh oh, it was magnificent um from what from what little I can remember of it but I had a really great time um, uh, surreal traveling through York uh, in a uh, in a Lucha Libre uh, suit, but um, I was getting uh, I was getting plenty of onlookers anyway. Um, I was quite surprised as well because none of my pals are really any wrestling fans, so I thought it was going to be something a lot worse, mm. like say a a Borat suit, Iron uh, Man Kini, classic, aye, uh, or or worse like a Union Jack suit or something like that, just to really wind <laughs> me up, but no. They, they actually took. They actually took it, took it surprisingly easy on me and put me in a, in a Lucha Libre suit. I wanted to actually keep it, but it was fucking
1: filthy and, and damp, so I, I had to chuck it out sadly. And uh, did you take in all the the sights and sounds of of York? Did you go to the York the Viking Centre or, or anything like that? No, no, but I've, I used to love so I've done all that before. All right. I just didn't get
2: littered to be honest, and that's exactly <laughs> what we did. We, um, a couple of lads I know like got selfies in front of the Minster and all that, but beyond that, we really didn't do much. Went to the the horse races though. That was a great day. Uh, that was that was lovely. Um, again, I, I I get put in a can a, a rainbow suit for that with horses' he'd, <laughs> with That went <laughs> once, so, uh, but aye, it was a great time. And um, did, did you win anything? Pff, no, no, um, <laughs> no. Nah, I was a, I, I I I get
1: jobbed in that one. <laughs> Cool stuff. Well, with that in mind, uh, Steve, uh, I thought you know, with we, you we, being in your stag, your your nuptials on the horizon, this week's uh, sort of lead-in question is going to be: if you could pick any, uh, wrestler, dead or alive, to be your best man, who would you go for? But I'll come to you first, Lewis, on this one. Who who would you pick if you were uh, if your your missus was taking you up the aisle? Uh, who would be the man with uh, the the shiny ring uh, to to send you on your way?
0: Man with the shiny ring. Um... <laughs> To be fair, I don't know whether this man is dead or alive. I think he's a bit of both, but um by listening to Theo Vaughn's podcast um with Ric Flair on it, <laughs> and hearing some of his stories, I don't think there's anyone else that you could get this sort of crack with and like Steve was saying, he was hoping no hoping, hoping it wouldn't be too bad for him. Um I reckon it would just be one fucking weekend of surprises with Ric Flair in the jail, out the jail in the morgue, maybe not in the morgue, <laughs> someone like that. So I, I, I think Ric Flair would be the bag of laughs. Um, and if no Ric Flair, somebody like Hornswoggle, just going to be funny to be just <laughs> handcuffed a wee Levercon all day or something. The, there's, there's been two
1: occasions in my life where I've been uh, in the company of a performance related small person uh, and both uh, were involving my cousin. Uh, one was when he, he turned thirty, uh, and just like you said, there was uh, the the handcuffed a, a, a little person to him, dressed as a policeman, and he had to go around Lanark, all the pubs, doing that. Even even when he was going for the fish, the 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 the, the little person uh, had to go with him. And the second time was on the second time was in Magaluf on his stag. Where he got battered, we we chipped in to watch my cousin get battered by a little person, <laughs> a uh, and uh, it ended with the little person uh, putting an indoor firework up my cousin's arse uh, and setting it off. Uh, so that was that was uh, I was going to say eye opening, but it was a lot more than eyes were opened uh, that night. <laughs> um, but I hey, Rick Flair, if you were, if you were close with we Rick Flair enough that he was going to be your best man, the best man's speech would be incredible in that as well, we'll you've got to
2: imagine them. the thing is though are you, are you not more likely to be Ric Flair's best uh, sorry aye the Ric Flair's best man because he's he gets married that many times aye, I think everyone's been the, Ric
0: Flair's best man at some point
2: aye I apparently no, I was going to do a different horseman at one time of being our
1: best man <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way to me do it keep, keep, keep your friends close and your your wife's further away I suppose and <laughs> uh, what were you, Steve? Uh, you know, I'd imagine you've got a, a proper best man picked out. But if he was to fall ill, uh, which uh, wrestler are you enlisting to uh, to to get you over the, the threshold?
2: Well, it needs to be Miro because remember he came in as the best man when he debuted in a dub. That is uh, a very salient point. That is a very salient and point. Also, and he'll also sing uh, "What Is Love" um, as the best man <laughs> speech as Well. <laughs> But top of that, like, imagine if like, Miro was your uh, was your best man or uh, on your stag, Nadie will fuck with
1: you. No, not going. at all. The only drawback I can think of with that uh, is if uh, if Miro was allowed to bring his partner to it, there's a pretty good chance CJ Perry would be pulling focus for your misses, and that's like not like I, I mean I, you, yeah, but you don't bring out the the other halves.
2: On a stag do, you know what what, what happens on the stag do stays in the stag do. I'll take your word for that
1: I'll take your <laughs> word for that Anyway, uh, so yeah, that, that's the two, two great choices for the for best men there. Uh, so we're gonna get cracking on and get filling uh, the daft sheet uh, as we see that Lewis has been attempting some one eighties uh, on his mm. on his daft board there recently. Sorry, um, I'm just I was so. Sorry to be the guy. Ah, sorry. Right, uh, so uh, yeah, it's been a, a pretty hefty uh, news week uh, in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Uh, so, Steve, uh, I'll come to you first. What are you putting on the front page of this week's daft sheet?
2: I think I'm going to go with Jid Cargo signing with a Dub. Oh sure, no,
0: sorry,
2: WWE. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm still hung over from the stardom. Um <laughs> uh, I, th- I think it's, it's a it's a big sign, and it's other if you putting Cody aside, it's the first big. AEW to WWE transfer and I'm not too surprised that it's Jade I've always thought if WWE could get a choice of any AEW talent top of the list would always be Jade Cargo. because she ticks every box look, charisma markability uh, solid in the ring uh, great at handling uh, publicity uh, great life background that they can tell an, an inspiring story for as well um, she just takes every list that, uh, that they want, in a superstar. And um, I'm not too surprised that she's jumped at the chance. I, I'm, I'm even like catching up on all the news on it. She's put like, in a kind of statement of her, her heart has always been in WWE, and yeah, I think I think she's going to be a huge star, and it's a huge uh, a huge win for uh, for WWE. It's a bit of a kick in the balls for AEW because I think they had to keep Jade. In order to get this limping uh, women's division uh, back up and running again, and without her, it's going to be like a, a big mess. You have oh, a
1: bit of a lag issue here. Thematic pause. Thematic pause. Indeed, <laughs> uh, Steve uh, seems to have uh, kind of dropped off. Uh, oh, there we go. There we are. Right. Uh, so uh, you. Uh, you kind of dropped it a wee bit there, just as you were saying Sorry. Uh, that uh, after the uh, Jade had been been saying all the right things about signing for WWE. Aye,
2: aye, sure. I think, I think the effects of uh, Storm Magnus starting to get taking a <laughs> <kicking here>. in. <laughs> aye, um, no, just overall, yeah, great signing for WWE and a bit of a, a kick kicking the balls for AEW because I, th- I think they had to keep Jade. In order to get this limping women's division up and running mm-hmm. again, and um, without her now, it's going to really struggle. And the only void, uh, or oh, sorry, the only way of filling that void, I think, is going to need to be signing Mercedes Money.
1: Well, there's rumours that uh, that she might, uh, that Mercedes Money might be featured on uh, Dynamite tonight, or certainly by Wrestle Dream uh, at the weekend. Uh, but in terms of, of the Jade Cargo side of things. She's, she's gone in there. She's almost immediately become the corporate star for them. You know, she's came out and saying, as you mentioned there, you know, about uh, how WWE always been the goal. Uh, she was thanking everybody from Vince and Triple H to Bruce Pritchard to uh, Nick Khan to some other fella who I, I didn't quite catch the name of as well. So she's, she's doing all the right stuff and as mm. we've alluded to and, and said on other podcasts as well. She's pretty much the complete package. Yes, she she is still a bit green in the ring, in my opinion. But uh, you know, they've got the performance centre there, which she's been bigging up no end about, about you know, what the, the possibilities that they can do with her there in terms of getting her trained up for that WWE house style. Uh so yeah. it's it's pretty exciting time. What what about yourself, Louis? What what do you think of the, the Jade Cargill uh signing yeah, I think over she's,
0: last week? I've seen um their sort the of presenter on uh, in a way that she's like trying to create a, a big biggest star as possible like all the mm-hmm. interviews and all the uh, media posts and ESPN and all that sort of stuff and it's similar to I suppose similar and different in one way whereas all the media appearances kind of like Cody coming from AEW um, and all the sort of mainstream stuff as well coming from it which we always thought would happen if Jade Cargill, Cargill came to the WWE There'd be a lot of mainstream attention as well, so it's good that she's bringing that. And mm-hmm. I seen that she went straight to the performance center, and I kind of, I feel, I still feel like it's going to be what I sort of believed in the last episode that she's going to be on the main roster. But during our sort of days, she's going to be training at the performance center. I think, like I said, too big to go to NXT, and I think WWE can only do good things well. But I'll, I'll bring it back on to you: what if you were a promoter? Um, who would you sign right now? Would you sign Mercedes Money or Jade Gargle? I think for the, for
1: bonds and seats, and for the the knowledge that you're going to get great matches, mm-hmm. Mercedes Money would be mine, and I would I'd would also be. Doing everything I could to push the crossover stuff, we've be in Star Wars, yeah, uh, or in or the what you call it, the Mandalorian, all that kind of stuff, uh,
0: which WWE didn't do, they, they didn't yeah. push that at all. What they if yeah, at what if you were in WWE, do you reckon if they had, a, if they had the chance to um sign Mercedes Money instead of Jade Cargill, both of them are on the table right now with the history that Sasha Banks has and all the sort of bad terms you left on, um, if you were WWE, who'd who do you think you would sign? What a new Jade, Jade Cargill. Cargill. You think you sign Jade Cargill? To be yeah, fair, I'd probably agree not. with that. There's been a lot of Sasha Banks said what seven seven years with WWE. She's done. Mm. To be fair, all she can do. So I think this is pretty good for WWE. The right. AEW getting sort of the same treatment with Mercedes money if she comes in being new. So I think that sort of Jade Cargill going going WWE. Mercedes-Money going to AEW or whatever, I think that works best for both uh, both a, shows. It's a good split. And what
1: I was going to ask both of you on it as well is obviously the, the fanfare and the pomp and circumstance surrounding Jade uh, being signed in regards to the ESPN stuff and, and all that. And again, it's going to lead into probably what uh, what Lewis is going to talk about for, for this pick for the, the front page. Uh was it a bit in bad taste that they make all this fuss about signing one person when they've just let thirteen people go for absolutely no reason? I think
2: I think some of that's been overblown. Um, like, I it's a bit. I, I, I feel somebody like Dolph Ziggler or Matt Riddle right now. You are a wee bit pissed off that you know you've been sort of. I don't want to say quietly let go but you've been discreetly let go and then mere days later you've seen all this hoo-ha um, of uh, of a of a, a person from another company um, get signed but that, that, that's been happening some time immemorial you can go back as far as the 90s the Monday Night War era when somebody was quietly let go and either... WWE signed somebody from WCW or vice versa, and that was hitting the top sheets. That was the, that was on the front cover or of World of Wrestling, a Power Slam, or or, or something. So nah, I think I think that's a bit overblown. I think it's I under, think, uh, on your on your go then see on your go. Sorry, I'm just going I, I you. I think I think sorry, I, it's, it, I think it's the 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 ones that have been released. I think some of them had to be released. I think it was time for Dolph Ziggler to do something else. I think. Matt Riddle has his past year, post Randy Orton tag team. It's been very lackluster. Nothing's been working for him since. There's been rumors of of backstage, um, you know, he His attitude isn't great. You know, guys at like Seth Rollins have spoke publicly about his attitude. I don't think he was very much welcome anymore in the locker room. I think he had to be let go as well. Mm. Um, sorry, I'm cutting into your stuff here. Uh,
0: Oh, uh, sure.
2: I, I don't think. I just point is. I just don't think it's as big a, a thing as uh, as most people make it up to be. It's another one of these things. Wrestling fans are making too much of.
0: I. I think we're um, sort of what we're saying is getting getting rid of people and bringing in new people. is can be a bit bad taste as well. But I've got the Arsenal game on in the background here, and it's just made me we want to talk about it in football terms for one second like <laughs> you've got like Declan Rice coming into Arsenal for all this mad money all the hype you've got to get rid of the deadwood you know what I mean Hi. you've got to get rid of these people to sort of balance the books bringing in Jade Cargill probably on a decent bit of money um, if you're not going to be using these people then they're better off, better off being elsewhere where you can free up a bit of money and bring in somebody who's going to sort of promote your product a bit more and sort of increase it in the long run so I think, I think it's a bit shit for people like Dolph Ziggler and that We've still got plenty of ability, um, boys like Shit on Benjamin and that. But as well it is really, it's the same happens in just daily work. If you've fucking run your course, somebody else comes in and takes your job. Pretty much right. is it?
2: Well, as well. well It would be much more shit if they released twenty and replaced them with twenty. Some of are, people, uh, aye, and, and no
1: names, aye. So, like, just on that, so obviously, like, Steve, uh, your story there was Jade Lewis. Uh, you, you're going with uh, the, the spate of WWE releases, uh, for the front the th- page this week. Um uh, you mentioned there about you know, when when guys had learned their course and it was the time to cut the dead wood. In the terms of like D- Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, you would you would have said that they were kind of like lifers with WWE yeah. maybe like two weeks ago. Do you think that? You know the fact that they have not even been kept around as like producers or agents or anything like that. Do you think that that's a, a bit of a, a an issue, or do you think that that's maybe been something that they've maybe negotiated as part of the release? You know that yeah, that
0: yeah, you'd, you'd imagine so. But I think it, I think there's a slight difference with Shetland Benjamin and Dolph Ziggler. I think Dolph Ziggler's got a bit more marketability about him. I don't know if he, <clears throat> I don't know if he's maybe a bit younger than Shetland Benjamin in terms of maybe a couple of years or so, but. I feel Shetland Benjamin would have been the ones maybe on a, a lesser contract that you would definitely keep as a producer with all his knowledge and everything. Um, however, I think Dolph Ziggler's probably, maybe the contract he was on um, and sort of the, the tank he's got left in him was probably him as well pushing for just get rid of me in here. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll go to Aye. AW, I'll go with my brother, um, things like that as well. I think it's a bit more... A bit more shade on people like sort of Mansoir and Marseille or whatever they're Aye. called uh, nowadays. People who are sort of up and coming as well. That um, with a better gimmick, not even a better gimmick, but a bit more time, a bit more usage. Um, these people um, could definitely be Emma. Um, people like that. Who are, I felt so sorry for uh, for, for, for Emma. <laughs>
1: Mad You know on yeah. On on the day that they they announced the the WWE announced that they were going to be doing the first ever. Uh, oh, yeah. of, you know, uh, not not the first ever, but you know the 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 most decent Australian pay per view in quite well, I think it's the Elimination Chamber. They they were, yeah, they were taking was, over yeah. to Perth, and Emma was tweeting about how she was so excited about it, and then less than an hour later, she was like, "Oh, never mind, I've just been sacked." <laughs> it's Absolutely brutal. Oh, aye. Absolutely. Aye,
0: as well as that, um, hangy, R- Riddick Moss as well. Our man uh, sacked on the same day, so not only is she not getting to perform on the her WrestleMania. Whatever she's mm. been dreaming for for life, they're both at work. Not that they're did oh, they, be short they, of money, they just get engaged
1: as well? Uh, Aye, yeah. There was also—I don't know if it was true or not—but apparently, that Moss didn't answer these phone when they phoned him because he knew that Emma had been phoned. Oh, so no. he did—he didn't answer these phone, and they announced they'd been the least about actually talking to him. Be shite getting them both Whoa. on the one WhatsApp,
0: the again, I don't
1: know. I don't know how to say that is, but I think Moss tweeted out that he never even answered the phone uh, in relation to the tweet that went out about it. So you can take it with a pinch of salt. He might have just be on the on the bottom up, but even like one of the interesting things that, that's, that I think came out of it, and again, you guys might think this uh, is a bit odd as well. The the uh, Mason Mansoor and Vic Boogs have all said that, or alluded to the fact that it was because of Triple H that they have been jettisoned as opposed to everyone, what everyone assumed would have been Vince. like uh, Briggs has said that Vince was a massive, massive fan of his and when Triple H took over, that's when he stopped getting as much TV time uh, and uh, Mason Mansoor and I think on their, their Twitch or whatever that is that they, they use for uh, their, their streaming stuff, uh, they were talking about how Vince would regularly, you know, Spitball ideas with them, they would it would help them write their segments, and they, they seem to be a big fan of them. So, that, to me, that's that's a bit of a not I, I suppose the fashion's not the other word, but it's it's quite cool seeing that Vince isn't the only pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, to put it in another it's, way, in, in that kind
0: of term, I think they're with it's that good. as well. It's just uh, it's you could say you could say in terms of like. People giving Triple H a bad, a bad name for himself there, but see if it was Vince McMahon's calls on sort of changing the product, um, and maybe if Vince McMahon came back and what people would be getting released, I think you could could have seen names like, fucking good wrestlers like you're saying, proper good good workers like, obviously not Seth Rollins, but people like him instead of mm. being Massey and. Um, Jack Gable, as well. It could be, could it could be, be Gable, and Gable, Gable and Gargano, Champa. It could be people like that if it was. Well, that, I think he that was. I was about Vince. Yeah.
1: There's, a, there's a lot of fear, I think, that Gargano and, and Candice LeBay were going to get let go. Uh, and in, in some ways, you were kind of hoping that they were because they're far, far under the, too underutilised and they're low just now. And AEW would be an ideal fit for them, in my opinion. Uh, but that
2: would be part of the
1: reason why. Mm. Because like
2: just spinning like they, wheels. Yeah, like they they may have thought well, we, we better not cut these guys because that those are the kind of guys Tony Khan likes. And before we know it, we've got those guys now with a grudge against us on either Wednesday or Saturday night, trying to uh, score ratings against us. And um, I think um, to go back into the, the Vince versus Triple H point, I think we're starting to see uh, in the past year who Triple H likes, who he doesn't like. I think the reason why Drew McIntyre is falling further down the card is because Drew's more a Vince guy than there's a Triple mm. H guy. Um, but, uh, another example is Baron Corbin. He's, booted, he's been booted back into NXT just, and the rumor is because Triple H just hasn't got a clue what to do with him and thinks I thought, he's I, just a kind, of, he's, he's a kind of done deal now. He's,
1: we're just not getting him over anymore. I thought he would have went... I th- when I saw that that, that Moss went, I thought like Cobin's going to go. But again, he's he's really good enhancement talent. He's really good at putting guys over. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. I, it wouldn't have been my pick for Kurt Angle's final match. But in terms of if you want to like put somebody into that Dolph Ziggler role, where you know you're putting young guys or guys that are getting called up into the first match on television, Corbin's are uh, always going to be a solid hand for that. Yeah. But with with. The, no, you go, yeah, Steve. Sorry, Karen. No, no, you go, Karen. No, I'm just going to say, you know, obviously we we don't like to see anybody, you know, getting sacked or anything like that. But is there anyone that you were surprised with that, that is still still in a job uh, or on the main roster that you thought, you know, when you saw the likes of, well, who was the first one to go? The first one to go was Ali, uh, or um, Mustafa Ali, and then uh-huh. it was Ziggler. Then, and when that was uh, anyone else that A-Lear. you were kind of expecting? Oh, Ali is as well, like, one of them as well. Aye. Like, aye.
2: See,
1: that was that's when I'm a bit gutted about because she was
2: she was there some like six years, didn't do anything with her. Like that's that's when I
1: feel more sorry for that. Like, they had her for all that time and gave her nothing. You know, it's I just, think it's just, even longer than that. I I remember watching a, a, an NXT documentary back in the the black and gold days, and it was the the focal point of it was uh, Tyler Breeze. And it was basically like the, the the main arc of the documentary was Tyler Breeze had been told that if the gimmick that he came up with didn't stick on this occasion, he was going to get it was going to get binned. Mm. And that's when he came up with the, the the you know the fashion icon with the selfie stick and all that. And Aaliyah was in that documentary. She was uh, she was in the cusp of getting sick. because uh, of the name something like Noof. It's like really really odd, uh, she's, odd name. She's in I think. I think she's uh, Indian or Bangladesh or something. Uh, but uh, she's, she's been she's been there a, a good long while, uh, anyway. Uh, and then obviously when she got a main condoster call up and, and spewed in the ring, mm-hmm. it probably
2: didn't didn't I help much either. And I'm, I'm trying to think, like I'm surprised didn't they get released? It, I, I, it might have, it might have been like a year ago, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have known about it. Bobby Roode, where where on earth is he? Uh, he's doing uh, production stuff. I so... There's was him, and who else have I not seen for Donkeys? That I'm, not, I'm not even sure they're still with. Um, uh, no, come to me. Uh, no, no. But there's there's sure plenty.
1: To... There's, there's plenty of guys. There's plenty right. of experience there. That you know, even if they're not on telly, they're probably some stuff oh. backstage. And Andy Hartwell. Is she yes, is she there. I know. I. Uh, she she was on main event this week, I think. Uh, for
0: what a the
1: main Nikki Cross, was it? She Nikki Cross was one that I thought was was going to get get banned as well. Uh, we we had it in the in dash sheet chat uh, who we thought was going to go. in. again, it's a bit morbid, but I mean, you, what would you expect from us? <laughs> you know, if you've listened for the last <laughs> fourteen weeks, uh, you know the what uh, morbidness <laughs> is kind of what we what we find on there. Uh, but certainly, you know those, those delices, uh have uh, have kind of dominated, or certainly sort of dominated the, the the later part of last week. Uh, and I think that uh, on the the whole, I'm going to go with the positives. I think, and I think I'm going to give Steve uh, and Jade Calgal, uh the front page this week. Uh, and the headline that I'm going to go with on that is Jade's made up by signing for the dub. Uh, so that's what we're going to go with for that. Now, as always, we're going to turn from the front page to the back page uh, with the the best, the best line match, the best ending action of the week. Uh, Lewis, we'll come to you first on that. What would be your pick of the the, the pinfalls
0: this week? I'm trying to think. I can't remember what, I can't remember what I was going to go with. Hold on one second. <laughs> um, right, I Oh, yeah. Shit, aye. The Dominic Mysterio-Dragon Lee match for the North American Championship on Raw. Um, obviously there's been better matches, uh, especially in Collision, but I sort of want to just give Dominic Mysterio his flowers this week. I think that he's been he's just been cast as this sort of hopeless, sort of cuck guy in the judgment day where he just follows mommy around, gets these sneaky wee wins or gets barred weekly. <laughs> but he actually showed that um you can you can fucking wrestle as well and get a clean pinfall victory as well. Um Dragon League coming up as well obviously if you've watched NXT or you've watched AEW or anywhere where Dragon Lee's been, you know what he can do. Um, probably one of the best in the world one of the best luchators in the world and I think he will be the next Rey Mysterio they've tried with um, obviously Sankara they've tried with uh, the other Sankara they've tried with <laughs> however many fucking Sankaras there's been but Alberto Del Rio getting a lot market but it's I think it's fitting that Dragon Lee's first match on the main roster is against the guy who he's trying to replace his dad, but it
1: was, kidding, uh, I mean, it, it
0: I Dominic. Know. I think I was was that one of Dominic's first clean victories in WWE, must be. But yeah, it was a sort of fast paced match. Um, lots of lucha, lucha, lucha things. Put it as Kalista <laughs> would say, um, and good lucha stuff. Look, good, look, lucha things, but. <laughs> In the end, it was a clean pinfall victory. Um I've got someone in my face there. And he, had the, he sort of got Dragon Lee's leg uh, when he went for the final. Well, he went, Dragon Lee went for his finisher, lifted him up, pulled his leg on the ropes, crotched him, and then had him with one of his best frog splashes. And even as soon as that bell hit for the win, you could just see he was a lot more of a star, uh, Dominic, for actually winning that first match without mm. any help and I'd say nowadays he's more than worthy of a championship, the North American championship, whereas it seemed like a little bit of a joke at the start, but he's grown into his role uh, as a performer and a uh, wrestler as well, so kudos to him. I think the whole last 12
1: months for the Judgment Day uh, as as a whole and as the individuals within it has been massive, and as you were saying there, you know, Dom... He's, for the most part, he's been this kind of cuckolded uh, simp uh, for, for the other play uh, throughout. Uh, but he's starting to get the quality up in his matches as well. You know, he's his first maybe year, year and a half in the, the main roster, he didn't look at it at all. His dad was carrying him all the way. Everyone was kind of praying that there was going to be some sort of turn uh, on there. And then, obviously, with the, the Judgment Day stuff and the turn at Clash at the Castle uh, last year, and yeah. uh, and since then, just everywhere he goes, he's getting booed. Uh, even at the, the 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 Belfast show a couple of months ago, like he was getting the the biggest booze out, out of anybody on the night. And he's starting to back it up in the ring, and you you kind of you kind of think, oh, he's he's still young, you know, he's got a lot to learn. But he's like he's twenty five or twenty six. He's not he's not the mysterious wee boy, you know. He's he's you know in, in his mid 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 twenties guys his age that are a lot better, a lot quicker, a lot stronger, a lot yeah, faster. A
0: bit. Pete Bunn, Pete Bun, Pete Dunn, things like that. Pete Bunn. Pete Bunn, <laughs> the man. I've had two kinds uh, of for it, excuse me, piece. <laughs> But,
1: you know, he probably should be a lot better uh, than what he is or, or certainly than what, what he has been over the last wee while. But it's good to see, as you say, that he's getting his flowers. He's, he's putting on decent matches. And when you're up against somebody like Dragon Lee, you know, a high flyer, Basically, all you need to be able to do to make them look good is base and feed, base and feed and sell, and that—that's exactly what we did in that match the other night. There, I uh, got the win, which continues the 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 Judgment Day holding quite a lot of quite a lot of gold as well. Uh, so, so yeah, it's a, a a strong a strong effort. Did you get to see any of that match, at all, Steve?
2: Unfortunately, not. I've. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember the last time I've saw in, uh, NXT. Uh, if I'm honest, but um, I do, you know, I, I know enough about Dragon Lee. He had that brilliant, brilliant uh, best of Super Junior final match against Osprey four years ago. Now um, he also had that brilliant triple threat match in the Garden at that Ring of Honor New Japan show where he won the Junior Heavyweight title. So, I uh, he's a guy that I've always had my eye on. And Dom, I uh, saying, that's sort off to him. Um, um, he, he goes out every time uh, with the Judgment Day. He just embraces all that heel heat he gets, and he walks with it brilliantly. Um, it's it's the look that gets me. It's, just, it, it's the fact that he's he's had the balls to go out with the the Eddie Guerrero like mullet mm. uh, from uh, from his WCW days. I just love that. The fact that he embraces all that. I'm your pappy, part <laughs> from back in uh, back in the day. Because he could have tried to like shrugged that off, but he's he's had, he's had the the wisdom to say no, no, I'm going I'm going to embrace all that. I'm going to you know lean into all that and get all the, the heat that comes
1: uh, with it. Cool, cool. Uh, it's, it's certainly it's uh, an exciting time for the Judgment Day and the 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 storylines that are inter- mingling there between like Dom and. And and they are, and they are showing a bit of a, a shine to to Uso. you get the JD McDonough and Damian Priest stuff going on as well. It's the from what the faction started off as to what it is now. You wouldn't think it was exactly you know the from the same origins. And a lot of that has to do with the the compellingness of Dirty uh, Dom over the last few while. So, uh, so that's a a good uh, a good jumping off point for the the back page, Steve. What are you going to combat that with? What what uh, what? Festival of fisticuffs are you going to Fling at us
2: I don't know if it was the best match of, of Last week but it's just the one that I remember most simply because It's two of my favourite uh, wrestlers It's Eddie Kingston against uh, Claudio Castagnoli mm. Title versus title match From Dynamite Grand Slam um, Obviously the, the storyline's been built up Pretty much ever since Claudio came into He um Kingston And, and him basically don't like each other. Well, certainly, Kaysen certainly doesn't like uh, him. He's called Claudio Scumbag, you know, told all these stories th- from their days together on in the indies um, that Claudio, you know, never gave him respect and, you know, was a bit of a, a locker room snake and all this uh, stuff. And, you know, and Claudio's gone back and says, well, everything I've said about you is proved true because all you do is whine, complain, bitch, moan, etc, etc, and you're a, and you're a You're a huge unprofessional, you know, uh, and you, you know, and he. I think he once said, "I thought you getting signed by E.W. Finally, by a big promotion would finally knock knock all that out of you, but instead it's done the opposite. It's made you even made you even worse, and is is uh, is screw your ego even more. So this was the the big blow off. Now, I think I, I would have liked to have been a more sort of Maybe a no holds barred match, maybe a bit of a, a gimmick match, mm. um, or a proper feud ender thing. But in the end, of the match, I'm actually glad they just stuck to a normal singles match because I think they just wanted uh, both just wanted to beat each other clean in in the ring. Um, I like how it started. I like how they both they both showed them walking out, doing the gold bear walking away at the start. I think that added to the the tension of it a wee bit. Um, and you know, Eddie, you know, kicking out of the the Ricola bomb twice. I Think it was. Uh, the, the well, I said the,
1: the second time. This is the second time was about that that really pulled me in. Aye,
2: because I thought oh, if, if you know he kicked out one time, he's not going to kick it a second time. I was like, oh shit, he did it. And you know, and he and he got across the big win in the hometown in in New York. So. I don't think there was, was ever any doubt that Eddie was, was going to win because it was New York, because mm. Claudio was held the title a year now. I think a change was needed in the Ring of Honour f- front. And Eddie winning the feud overall uh, makes sense as as well. And um, you know, him being a double champ now, so he, ch- he achieves his two dreams. He's, he's achieved a dream of becoming a champ in New Japan. So holding a, a New Japan one to the belt and now the Ring of Honour. Title because Ring of Honour was the promotion that kind of shunned him a wee bit. He was the, the outcast, in a way, of that, or the black sheep of that promotion. So he's now kind of redeemed himself now by finally winning that world title.
1: And the thing is, with, with that as well, you know, you talk about how, you know, it was it was the outcast of Ring of Honour. If Ring of Honour is going to be positioned how Tony Khan has been kind of building it over the last wee while, by having bigger names holding the, the belts, more established names... And Eddie, Eddie Kingston's the perfect guy to build up the motion around. Right. I mean, he's, he said in the, the aftermath of last week's match, he's not taking any more indie dates. He's a bit banged up and he wants to be saving himself for the, the ROH title defences, the, the New Japan title defences as well. So if they are going to be doing something... See, I, I again, this is purely speculation. I think Vampage might become ROH... I, th- I think you know. I, th- I think it would be worthwhile if AEW is going to get have its own identity, where you've got the likes of MJF and Adam Cole as your tag champs, Eddie Kingston as your main champ, that kind of thing. I think replacing Vampage with a Ring of Honor show is is the perfect way to do it. And then you've got you've basically got you've got your you've got Dynamite for everybody. You've got Friday Night Show, which is Eddie's Show. And you've got Collision, which is Danielson's show. I, I think that would be the, the, smart, the smart way of doing it. And again, I don't know if uh, Dampage, or, or that Vampage slot would maybe get, get more viewers than what Vampage is getting just now. But having ROH as its own television identity as opposed to, you know, an online identity, I think, would be would be a smart move to go. And it would differentiate
0: each of the shows as well. Yeah, on the topic of Collision as well, I just wanted to... I don't know if he's caught it, but... Uh, I was some show as well again this week. I feel like that's the best product out in wrestling right Didn't now. Didn't actually see it. They went, I, I've uh, still
1: not get around to it yet, but the Texas Deathmatch, apparently, yeah, was... Yeah,
0: that was brutal. Uh, was that a, was brilliant. There was, a, there was a, vision, uh, a visual at the end of Brian. It, was, it, it put the camera behind Starks, and it, you just seen Brian wrapping his knee in the chain. You just seen what was happening. It just turned to Starks' face, and he was just like, fuck. Blood dripping from his mouth and everything. you just see what could happen, but he couldn't do anything about it. And Brian just, Brian just came in the knee. It was absolutely brutal. It's one of those brutal visuals I've seen. And then Christian Cage doing what he does, uh, you know, retaining the TNT title um, because he was the champion before the match, obviously. Um, <laughs> and then just after the match, Luchasaurus is just standing behind him. He's still got the title on his shoulder and everything. That was brilliant. So, yeah, unreal. Yep. Uh, I think, like,
1: Post post punk, I mean, as in post CM Punk, not the the nineteen seventies nineteen eighties music movement. Uh, I think uh, AW is it's, it's had a bit of a reset, and even Tony Khan this week has said that you know after the old dream, the, the landscape of AW is set to change. Uh, so I'm excited to see where that where that's going uh, in terms of that and you know, I, I, you know we've we spoken about Eddie Kingston and the the positives of him taking that title, but now that uh, Claudio's lost that title. He's back in a sort of, you know, general BCC mode. Uh, what, what do you think the next thing for the BCC is going to be? Because obviously they've, they've had the, the, the elite feud. They've had their best friends feud. Uh, are they going to start going for the trios, you know, where the, they're claimed? Are they going to get them against House of Black at any point? You know, where, where do you see that, that kind of branching off, especially with Mox being the... Uh, well, he's he's been that the international champion. After uh, in fact, was that last week? Or was it the week before? He that was last week. That was last week. He get fucked it's, off it's, wasn't it? Aye, geez. aye. it was. Aye, it
2: was unscripted. So the the first unscripted title change in AEW history, which is hilarious. Um, I am, I will not mock it to take time off because Christ, he needs it. Um, I think Danielson. We can, we can, we can expect him to be the captain of uh, of collision. I I wouldn't hate seeing the group break off like the the guys that don't really need to be in a faction. They've all got they've all got the talent to break out in their own. I think Will the U two is the only one that might struggle, but I think he needs something different now because if they want to and if they're serious about building up this young talent, he's the one they need to look at. He is. You know he's had now what two years of being moulded by Moxley, Danielson, and Claudio. You know he could do an angle similar to what they've been doing with Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara on the JAS side. He says, "Right, you've had your two years under the, the learning tree. Time to go out and see what you uh, you can do. Maybe he could chase, chase Eddie for the Ring of Honor belt. Mm. Where uh, you spent a lot of that time as the the pure champion." in Ring of Honor so maybe he could be like the first series challenger on, on that, that front he's got that Ring of Honor style that indie style um, that they love there um, Claudio I'd like to maybe see him uh, do something to, do something with somebody like uh, I just want to see him have banging matches to be honest with, with Omega with, um, uh, with you know Samoa Joe whoever you know I don't yeah. care if he's Heal a baby face. He works either way. You know he's just a reliable hand in in the ring. And you know Danielson we've already touched on. You know he's going to be fine no matter what. And Moxley just Moxley just needs to get take two or three months off. Just fucks sake, John. Just take take you know take the rest of the year off. Mm. The spot won't be taken. You know Tony Khan said publicly you're one of the greatest wrestlers ever. You're the you're the guy that. You know, uh, carry this company d- during a pandemic. You ain't going to forget about you. You'll be fine on the way b- on the way back.
0: Well, no, I think I'm going to have to eat my words in terms of the collision thing as well. When I said a couple of weeks ago about Punk going away, Brian maybe not being as big a sort of mainstream attraction, but I think just having that show for now as matches being the main thing. I think I'm just completely being a hypocrite here, but it's one of the shows I look forward to most in a week, just because Aye. Starks and Danielson saying just having matches. If if you just put them two in the main event. And just a different stipulation for the next fifty-two <laughs> weeks. I would watch it every week. It's just brilliant. It's uh yeah. So completely revoke any comments for another week when I said it wasn't going to be as bigger, as big a sort of draw. Walking that ratings are going to back down, but they'll come back. Ah, they'll get
2: it but Yeah, I think they. I, I like it how it's it, it's going the way I wanted to go. It's it's that classic. Wrestling show where dynamite tends to be the more sports entertainment focused one. Mm. You no, know, that that is the more WWE style one where it's collision, kind of more of a, w, more of a WCW style. Mm. It reminds me of the old kind of cruiserweight uh, and start and all that. Aye, uh, like the, the old WCW Thunder
1: days
0: mm.
1: before it, before Russo got a hold of it and fucking torched it in fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. On the basis of of, of the, the arguments both of these have put forward, uh, as much as I enjoyed Claudio and uh, Eddie, uh, my preferred match from last week's Dynamite was was MGF against Samoa Joe. Uh, I, I thought that was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, but I think in terms of the the dynamic and in terms of the the swell of uh, positivity around it I'm going to give this one to Lewis uh, And Dragon Lee against Dirty Dom And the headline on the back page this week uh, Is going to be Dragon's Fire Put Out by Dirty Dom uh, So we'll move on from that Now usually this is where we would have the centre Uh We might still get it If I get the audio sent across to me From the interview that I carried out uh, With uh, Flash Morgan Webster And Danny Luna of Subculture The uh, other night there I'll drop that in here now, but an off chance that that doesn't come through uh, in the next 12 hours, uh, then you'll just need to wait till next week for that. Uh, but it was a good chat we had. Uh, thanks very much to the, the Impact team uh, for, for setting that up. Uh, but if you don't hear it this week, then you definitely will hear it next week. Uh, so we'll push on and we will go to... Uh, the page the, the most titillating bits of gossip in the wrestling world this week. Uh Steve, I'll come to you first. What uh, has has got your uh I was gonna say your nipples hard but that's not the thing.
0: Uh, what what, what, what? <laughs> Imagine that in the fucking natural Libre suit man. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> like, oh man I'd I would I would purge anybody that uh, they they shared the photos of that on Facebook. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, like I said, but because of my my because of my stag do come down, I, I, I'll be brutally honest to say I've not been following much wrestling news beyond what we talked about at the start. Just one thing I caught um, this morning was this little vignette that was shown in, in NXT. It was about um, well, it was just it was just somebody like. Um, Showing like this old footage of WCW Saturday Night and alluded to the Cincinnati Bengals. Doesn't have to. Doesn't you know? It's not hard for anyone to decipher. it's obviously a, a kind of small hype video for Brian Pillman Junior. We know mm-hmm. the AW let him go. Um, I don't know. It wasn't formally announced, but it was strongly speculated that he, he signed with uh, with. WWE and was immediately going to be thrust into the, the performance center. So it looks likely we're going to get him debuting on NXT uh, soon enough. And um, I've not really read up much what the plans are for him. They'll just—I th- I think it's just going to be another you know second generation thing. They'll—they're they, uh, obviously immediately going to lean, uh, lean into him being Brian Pillman's kid. Um, I doubt they'll do the varsity gimmick. I think they'll might do something that was similar to his his dad, the Flying Brian gimmick thing. Mm, the um, it, aye. Well, that'd be pretty funny if they, did, if they went with the Loose uh, Cannon. I, I be NXT next week. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. I'll, like doing a piss in the in the ring or something like that. And, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and ECW. I think they'll they'll, they'll, they'll do the whole second generation thing. And what I'd like to see them do. Is maybe do something with Bron ba- Breaker, you know, like uh, the two sons of two WCW legends, maybe either as a tag team or as foes against each other, and I think that could be Bron Breaker's swung, song feud in NXT before he finally gets his, his main roster push.
1: There was, there's been a lot of talk with the, with the Jade Cargo signing that AW fumbled or dropped the ball. Where would Jade cargogo'll go? There. There's not been so much talk about that with, with Brian Pillman Junior. and I mean, he's gone into NXT, but he's he's TV ready. You know the amount that he All was right. on Dynamite during what mainly sort of what 2000 uh, sorry 2021. He was on like a good bit. You know, he had his feud with MJF. it uh, was, you know, he had some some really good. Uh, I was going to say the good matches He had a good amount of TV time I would probably say and he's probably something that's going into the, the performance centre with a lot more television experience than than most of the the, the, the recruits that they have in there uh, but do you, do you think it is a case of AEW dropping the ball with him and not knowing what to do with him other than using his, his surname and do you think that WWE can
0: can make him better I suppose I think that with AEW as well they've dropped Drop the ball masterly on him. He'd be perfect for Christian Cage's next feud for that oh, TNT I... <laughs> title. Um, well, they, I think they did some um, they briefly... did. They mentioned it. I can't, it was MGF. Right. He mentioned something like your I, well, dad's MGF. dead yeah. and your crack core mum or something.
2: Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I, I think, I, I definitely remember Christian doing a, a small angle with him. I think maybe it was just like a a, a Lucha Shorish job
0: or to it, him. I, I, or did he mention I, that with him as well?
2: Aye, I think,
0: aye, because it it's in that
2: little video quotes. found
0: on YouTube. But uh, it must have just been a quick, quick sort of one and done. But yeah, I think that I think that he's yeah, where was he, was he? Where was he before um, AEW I think he was really anywhere. You uh, as far as I knew, he had that, probably yeah, just but, a mm, mm, small wonder But I think that he might be in Japan or something. But uh, I probably probably should know this on a wrestling podcast. But anyway. Uh, You're uh, not informed. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that I think he's got a lot. Of, he's got the look. He's got the sort of ring ability. He'll be a good star in yeah, NXT and then WWE aye, years aye, to come. Aye, WWE
2: loved our second generation guys like that. Instantly has a uh,
0: Still has, has a
2: pill for the so like so he can join that club where with, uh, with Cody, Randy, um, Roman. You know, so sort of like that's. I've always thought WWE. I've, I've always been missing a trick with that. They need to like form a big faction of all the second generation guys against all the uh, the the guys I had no prior family history in the wrestling business. Like, uh, like, like do and do the whole uh, nepo babies versus the the grinders. The guys had to do it the hard would
1: <laughs> So you've got uh, Brian Pillman, Brian Breaker. Uh the Vox daughter. Aye. What? Uh, well, the whole bloodline. The bloodline. Aye.
2: Dom, Cody, uh, Carmella because her dad was a an old jobber. Natalia, um, Charlotte. So the list is endless, pretty much. Aye, and, and the, 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 the the, the, end, you could have like Seth and Jason Job. Do you know that? Aye. <laughs> aye. Oh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs>
1: Did uh, did Griff Garrison uh, jump ship with with Pullman as well? Because like I, again, I don't I don't watch Darth Cur The Elevation or anything like that, but he has not been seen. Uh, to my knowledge, he's not been seen for
0: a good while. I don't think so. I've not had I've been seen him, but I think I think too. Pullman was the sort of the start of that anyway. The Varsity mm. Blondes. But oh, because
1: Juliet Hart was with him as well. Ah, She'd get she get corrupted by the by the House of, <laughs> of Black. Uh, she's having a, a really good tear on uh, Collision now as well Juliette Hart she's
2: she's kind of making waves I think she's going to I think she'll take the TBS belt from
0: yeah Starlander I think so, that mercedes Monet might come in and try and do something with Juliette Hart as well I think they were they were panning over to her um, during Juliette Hart's match at, um, was that all in? all um, in aye yeah when no. she was in the match um anytime she was on the screen they panned to the mercedes Monet. so I think that that'd probably be a pretty good story if she took off Statlander, and then the next opponent was Mercedes benz Sort of to make her not seem like she was going straight for the main event scene and the main title, like a Charlotte mm-hmm. Flair. So I don't know that might work. Oh.
1: Well, uh, Pellman Junior in NXT it definitely has uh, has its plus size, I think you know if, as I say, he's got all the TV uh, experience, but maybe he just needs that WWE kind of uh, spit shine uh, to to take him to that next level. So. We'll see how that goes. Uh, what's what's uh, been, been your uh, most gossip-worthy bit of of uh, of stuff from you know,
0: the past week? Um, I'll probably have to go for the my dog's making a fucking mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> I right, I'll go with the potential. I say potential, but it's pretty much there for us. The the war games that's coming up. War Games. War Games. If it doesn't happen, then it'll probably just be a four-on-four or a five-on-five elimination. But, yeah, it's it's sort of lining up for War Games at Survivor Series between Mm. the Bloodline. Um, So, obviously, the three of them and then JD and, obviously, Jey Uso, Cody, Sammy and KO. I think that'll be more of a, maybe more of a match hopefully this year than the sort of story but it's got good elements in it it's got loads of if that is the case you've got the judgement day not trusting each other with JD you've got KO not trusting J you've got loads of potential twists and turns with that so I suppose it's it is gossip because nothing's been confirmed yet but I'm looking forward to that if it, if it happens you have got 8 wrestlers in there that know what they're doing can tell stories and sort of a lot of character progression can be done with that as well, so... Aye. What that?
1: It's like, I I, I managed to watch the or the majority of Raw, for the first time in a long time uh, this week, and what I found compelling about those characters interacting with each other is that they intertwined throughout the show, so it wasn't everyone in the one... It wasn't like a promo train between all of them. There was, you know, individual bits you had, uh... Uh, oh what was the... You had Cody coming out at the start of the show uh, and then the Judgment Day coming out, you had Jay coming to his aid uh, then Damien Please not wanting to get involved in and JD McDonough coming out of the chairs all that sort of stuff and then later in the show you had, <coughs> you had Drew who's been intertwined in all of this because he didn't help Jay when he was getting battered last weekend or last week rather and uh, the New Day getting involved in that as well so it's... It's it's an interesting dynamic that you've got all these guys across the show potentially involved in this one storyline, uh, and they've all got reason for it as well. You know the is the the front and center stuff with the the bloodline and, and Judgment Day is fair off, but then you you work in uh, New Day constantly getting scuppered by the you get Drew getting screwed out of championship by at Clash of the Castle that kind of thing. Found that to be be quite interesting, and I wonder how that if it does go to War Games, if Drew somehow gets himself involved in
0: it as well. I think it'd be good to have um, sort of if I, it'd probably be easier to find uh, another teammate for the sort of Non Judgment Day side. But say if he was to join forces with KO, Sami Zayn, all that, and Judgment Day were to able were able to find one more person, whether even they allowed Rhea to be in the match or anything like mm. that, but. I think completing Drew's heel turn with the ending of that match being or sort of a Tegan Knoxy vibe um, where Dakota Kai just turned and battered them all and just went, Ken, what? If yous aren't going to get the picture of JB being bad news here, I'm just going to mm-hmm. kick fuck it all, yes, and just no care anymore. So I think that a turn at the end of the war games with Drew turning heel there and allowing the Judgment Day to win. Not joining the Judgment Day, but just sort of declaring themselves as the heel. Would be a good sort of entry for Drew to be in there. Otherwise, I don't. I don't really see how he fits in at all. To be honest, aye. Aye, I caught
2: the I caught the Drew segment from uh, Raw and and aye, shut up, Miz, him, butted him a dillion. and I I think finally it's looking like the the, the heel turn's coming, and I wonder if. What if maybe if Priest were to leave Judgment Day? Maybe let's let's say there's a scenario where he has a failed cash in or something like that. Maybe he tries to cash in during the Seth uh, Nakamura match, uh, but Seth walks him, um, and his punishment Priest gets chucked out at the Judgment Day, and the replacement withdrew. Could that be a possibility? Could be. Anything, yeah, Could anything's be. a
0: possibility, is it? Mm-hmm. there's loads of twists and turns, I think that'd be like a decent a decent show for but, that.
1: It'd be good to have him in a faction that meant that his, his team legacy wasn't free MB. <laughs> it'd be good, it'd be good to, to have him in that. Uh, well, the, the, the bronze dog of Walsh. What was that one? He's, the that one was him, went, Dolph, and, and, and Dron. When, when, batter, they, like the, when
2: shield. the shield did that, when they just had Dav matches with the shield or anything? Ah, they, that they completely went over
1: my head. That yeah, one, that, that was, written, that was a low pointer. row. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, for the gossip, I think uh, I, I'm a I'm a sucker for uh, for war games chat. I must admit. Uh, so Lewis, I'm going to give this one to you, and my headline is going to be, and again, usually these ones look better when they're written down, but this one's going to be better when it's said. It's going to be war games. Huh. What is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely cracking cage matches. Uh, <laughs> so that's what that was going to be. Uh, so that takes us neatly on to uh, our TV page picks. So stuff that uh, our listeners should be seeking out on their uh, television boxes, their smart tellies, whatever that is, That's that's wrestling-related, but not necessarily wrestling. Uh, Lewis, what would you say? Uh, is it something to catch the eye this week?
0: Uh, so it's been it's been out for, for something like eight years, but it's always a classic to look back on. It's it's called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, and it's basically it's, it's pretty much a short film uh, just on YouTube, and it tells sort of the story of Triple H, um, but it sort of breaks off into uh, Undertaker and John Cena and things like that. and it's, it's cast with obviously probably here's another cancellation uh, of the podcast but uh, a man that tends to grab uh, dicks when he's in matches um, name redacted exactly he's in yeah. it um, I'm sure there's something about uh, Kazarian and Daniels um, I don't know if anyone's watched Drake and Josh before they're past or anything like that Josh <laughs> Josh Peck, um, he's. I am not well. revealing my age on this podcast. <laughs> Come on, you're still watching now, uh, but uh, there's a moment in it where they're just shouting, "Fuck you, Triple H!" And it's just weird to see Kazarian and Daniels just sit back like, oh, "Can't believe you said that." Um, but it's, yeah, is it's this just when it uh, was
1: this when Josh Josh was like like twenty stone Josh or when he like, nah, like he's, slimmed he's, down, junky nah, Josh.
0: Josh. Junkie Josh, uh, but yeah, uh, um, it's it's sort of like a, a parody on his career, um, and it just talks you through it in a more of a light-hearted way. It talks about Shawn Michaels, talks about uh, the Undertaker, and then at the end, it sort of tells a sort of a heartfelt message about like what wrestling's all about. You know, um, you don't have to be a massive wrestling fan to to get wrestling, understand what it's about. It's a it is a show. But it's got larger-than-life characters, it's got um, stories that keep you gripped, it's got emotional moments, sad moments, all this sort of stuff. So it's just it's like sexy. Drake and Josh then? Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> either my two picks for this one are go watch A Scrap Between Drake and Josh or go watch Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. Either of the two of them. Terrific viewing. Um, and yeah, definitely someone to sit down and look at. It's only 24 minutes long. Um, so... Yeah, I'd say. I'd say. Look at that; it's been praised by Triple H and Stephanie McMahon as well, and melts on a fat, fucking means and in days. But uh, is, is that maybe what's uh, from. is is that responsible for the the alleged split? I think no, so yeah. too. It was it was eight years ago, but it's caused a rift. Um, it's caused, the caused the rift. <laughs> since, I Triple H told me that a few days ago. Said the, the white, the wildest thing I've
1: seen about the the alleged Triple H and Stephanie McMahon split is that. Uh, Triple H is already banging Jade Cargill.
0: That's the... I've seen, triple, I seen uh, Stephanie on Tinder as well the other day, so... It um, <laughs> <laughs> must be true.
2: Have you seen the, the meme that's getting shared around with, uh, with Stephanie right now? No. Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, white woman after saying, uh, gracias in a Mexican restaurant. Yes, restaurant I did see that. It's I... <laughs> and it's like, it's so fitting, like so... Uh, uh, bang on, like, the reaction that they would give.
1: I've seen the, there's been a, a Kevin James meme getting kicked about. Uh, obviously, it's Ken Queens. I don't get it. I don't I don't know what the context it it is. Is it, just, is it just a fat guy looking smug and sheepish?
2: Aye, it's, it's it? just... It's one of these things that's caught on. that like Somebody's, like, found a still of him in a movie, and it's, like, uh, me asking my uh, work pal... If, uh, uh, to smoke their vape, and it's just like him, like, with, like a, a kind of cheeky face like this. But like this, it's Aye. like, uh, it's, uh, I, I don't really get it myself. It's one of these ones that just somebody <laughs> finds a meme, it, it catches fire and it just spreads and spreads.
1: Well, that, I initially thought that that's why, uh, again, that was another reason for the the Stephen Triple H breakup that she'd left him for the for Paul Black Mall Cup. I thought that was what. <laughs> That's what it was going. On. Uh, yeah, would that be an upgrade or a downgrade? No, know, he knows how to lock a segue. Uh, <laughs> it's an awful film, Paul Blackmore Cop. I remember there was two films was came out. And, there was two films came out at the same time. that both had the same premise, but one was considerably darker than the other one. So you had Paul Blackmore Cop with Kevin James, and there was one called. Uh, is, is, is it the Seth Rogen one? The Seth Rogen one with they date with Faris. Yes, it's, that like, one was fucked up. Uh, it's like uh, the port, Obeying the Port or something like that oh, um, that's it but um, I, uh, same, same premise but two completely different films uh, but I, anyway that was a, a I'm I think. Go,
0: go that, well, with this as well I'm surprised that Triple H actually praised it considering this is this is one of the Sort of the main facets of it as well. Observing the pot. That port. Oh, was it, observing yeah. the ah, He yeah. said that Triple H is an arrogant but deeply insecure man with an inferiority inferiority complex who never got over the pain of being overshadowed by better wrestlers. He says that he never he sought the power backstage eh, because he can never achieve the glory that he truly desired in the ring and only got to the top following his marriage to Stephanie McMahon. But Cotton. It's said, it's said in a jokey way, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> Context is everything. Context is everything. Uh, Steve, what would be your uh, pick of the TV pages this week?
2: Well, while I was um, wallowing in my bed, um, trying to get over that mercilessly strong post stag do hangover, I was doing a wee bit of YouTube searching um, just to find some wrestling content to try and... Uh, Heal uh, my ways, but I was trying to keep away from the, the parts for unknowns and the cult arts because you know they've they're kind of um, all their top ten charts. They're just they're just a waste of time now, and they've, they're they're just rehashes of other ones from other sites now. Anyway, uh, but any I'm actually caught.
0: Uh, yeah, go know, it's, 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 we, we need, we need to do him. some shooting sometimes, you know we,
2: <laughs> I you know we need to say now. We Campbell. need to big up ourselves and I mean. Tom Campbell, we love you, but you know sometimes, <laughs> Cultaholic uh you he's, he's need a fucking kick, kick in the balls uh, some days. Um, but no, I, I stumbled across this. It's a relatively new one. Um, it's by an American guy um, called Colin. His channel's just called Wrestling Colin, and he's. He does some great content on some Japanese wrestling and he's done a cracking uh, documentary on Kaiji Muto's career Kaiji muto retired this year and um, he's one of maybe even regarded by some as the best Japanese wrestler of the 1990s he was you know he was he went he went by two personas he was one of the the guys that pioneered uh, uh, an alter ego he went by sometimes he went by his own Named Kaiji Muto in the ring, uh, and then the other times he went by the Great Muto, um, and he had a legendary career. At, you know, he was several times IWGP champion. Um, he was of course part of the the famous Three Musketeers group, along with Shinya Hashimoto and Masahiro Chono, that you know carried New Japan all through the the nineties. Um, he was also big in WCW, he was TV champion for a short time in WCW, uh, he was also tag team champion with, uh, and I didn't actually know this until I, I saw the documentary, he was tag team champion with uh, Vampiro for a short time in WCW uh, as well, he, had, he also had uh, a famous string of matches with Sting as well, so he was like, you almost, can almost say he was the guy that, um, that kind of created that big... Uh, Japanese VHS rental craze in the 90s Um, uh, you know I think that followed on from the the All Japan um, Fort Pillars era as well he was also champion in All Japan that's the the other thing he was the first guy to uh, hold I think it was the IGW GP and the All Japan Triple Crown within the same year I think he was the first guy to ever do that and then years later down the line at 58 He won Noah's main title as well. So he's he's now the only guy to hold the three main titles in what's still regarded as Japan's top three promotions, New Japan, Old Japan and Noah. So he had a great, great career and it was just a great breakdown um, of it. The other really good video that the guy did um, was the origin of the Gonzo Bomb, probably the most famous, or probably the most dangerous move in all of wrestling. Mm. It was done by Toshiaki Kawada um, in several of his matches with and uh, Misawa. I'd never seen one before. I th- um, I, it's one of those moves that I thought I'd seen until I realised I've only actually seen it in a video game but not actually done in an actual real-life wrestling match. Jesus Christ. Sorry to get morbid here, but no wonder Misawa died when he did because uh, the way it happened was... He it basically put him in the power driver position but then released it like up a bomb and it it just uh it spikes Missawa's whole body uh, onto the uh, driven into his, his neck, neck and head on top of that really hard um his canvas that uh, that they used. Um so scary Again, to see. lee has been uh, hitting it in AEW oh, he yes, that a couple just, of
0: times.
1: Uh, just uh, looking it up there, it's uh, I, a lot of that's in the timing and uh, the weight distribution by the look right. of it. That is uh, a... It's
0: yeah, sc- scary,
1: but he,
2: he did it three other times. Uh, another, he did another once to Misawa, and another one, believe it or not, was to, to Muta. And I think the other one, I think he said was Yuna Kayama, and I'm actually Noah. Um, I, th- I think the, he was gonna to plan to give one to Kenta Kabashi but Kibashi's neck by then was gone and just and Kenta said, you know what, this time no. Kenta Kibashi um, kiboshed it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, but um if you're you know, if if you're wanting to get a good bit of history on Some Japanese wrestling stars. Wrestling Colin is your man. Um, Really well-presented channel. Guys are really good talker as well and and studies your stuff well. Uh,
1: I think because of the the passion you've spoken about that with, Steve, and your uh, Japanese pronunciations uh, of those (laughs) names, uh, you're you're the bravest man in this podcast, uh, I think, this week. So I'm going to give the pick of the TV pages to you. Uh, on this occasion, but certainly, you know, if uh, you do have uh, a spare twenty-two minutes to watch an episode of Into the Josh, go and do it uh, as well. Being we'll a Celtic
2: supporter, um, because of all the Japanese players we've signed in the past few years, I think <laughs> I've been working on
1: my Japanese name pronunciations. I, uh, I think, I think my favourite one is it's Shinsuke Nakamura. You're you fucking, fucking doble. Ball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I love it. A little, a little
2: yeah, the most it Celtic da comment of them. A
1: fucking that. double. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, but that, that's see see next time. See if uh, WWE ever bring a pay per view to Scotland or bring back. Somebody needs to have that sign in the crowd. No, from that that for, oh yeah, fucking. Yeah, fucking. Well, also,
2: just always see all the Rangers supporters booing him, and, and he, he's coming out as like, "Why? Why do you all booing me?" And they say, "Just because Celtic you fucking dick." <laughs>
1: I was going to say something there, but it definitely gets cancelled, so I'll, I'll, yeah. leave that, I'll leave that one for the, yeah. the, and the and chat. The and you don't, live,
2: then you don't live in that direct part, right part of the world for that keen eye No, no, no <laughs> yeah.
1: that wasn't even any insectary, Then it was oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> for a change. Uh, anyway, uh, that has been this week's daft uh, That I'll just go back through the headlines. So our front page is going to be Jade's made up by signing for the dub. The back page is going to be Dragonfire put out by Dirty Dom. Page the uh, is going to be, war Games? Oh, huh, what is it? Good for absolutely cracking cage matches. Uh, and the TV pages are going to be uh, the so calling Japanese uh, shenanigans there. Uh, so, guys, thank you very much for joining me again for this week's dash Sheet. Uh, breaking news, uh, and again, dep- well, it's, it'll be breaking news depending on when you listen to this. Uh, we're actually getting a main show this week. Uh have Grado, John or some, uh, some formation of the, the main fee have uh, put out that they're doing a billion put over. Uh, so it looks like we're getting a main show, which means listenership for this one will dwindle like fuck. Uh, but uh, for those of you that have listened, thank you very much. Uh, if you are uh, enjoying what you're getting from us and the, uh, you're looking forward to what you're getting from the, the main show, don't forget to uh, sign up for the Patreon, uh, join the Discord, interact with us on social media, uh, and however you enjoy your wrestling over the next week, make sure it's daft and make sure it is sheety. Cheerio!